get out because he had risen from the dead. But I want to bring to your attention that that very same day, that evening in John chapter 20, verses 19 and 20, the disciples are in a room. They have the shades closed, they have the windows locked, they have the doors bolted, and it's just them. And they're hiding in a room, and Jesus walks through the walls and says, Hey guys, wow. Jesus didn't need the stone rolled away to get out. I don't know what that, that, that resurrected body was I don't know what it looked like, but I do know this, that if Jesus could walk through a wall, he could walk through a stone. Jesus didn't need the stone rolled away for him to get out. The real reason why that stone was rolled away, not for him to get out, but for Mary and Mary to go in. Because in that empty tomb that was void of the body of Christ, it was filled with hope and promise of eternal life. When Christ was not there, their heart had to say, well, I don't know who took him. But when they realized he wasn't there, and the angel spoke to them and said, why are you seeking the, dead, the living among the dead? Then they remembered the promises of the Lord. See, that empty tomb for them brought them hope and comfort and for you and I it brings hope and promise and comfort today that empty tomb simply means to you and I that that Christ not only died for our sins and I'm thankful he did because the Bible says without the shedding of blood there is no remission no washing away uh, of sin in our in our life and that the blood of bulls and goats could not could not wash away the sin it took a perfect human sacrifice and that was Christ because no one from Adam all the way through has been a sinless human being sometimes we we may think we are especially when we're talking to our children uh, but the reality is none of us are sinless all of us have sinned scripture says all have sinned that's an inclusive word that means everybody all have sinned and come short of the glory of God so why did Christ come? Because he was the perfect human sacrifice. Because his Father, his Heavenly Father, gave him the spirit that was in him. It was God Almighty. And it, God was able to live a life that was sinless. And when Christ died, the sins of the world, your sins, my sins, sins of the past, sins of the future, the sins of the world were poured on him. But death could not hold him because what gives death the power is, is sin. Sin is what keeps us in the grave. But when we are followers of Christ, when Christ died, he had no sin. Therefore, he took control, power, and authority over death. Before then, when we died, we remained dead. But because Christ is sinless, because Christ defeated death, now you and I have a glorious hope. Because he lives, we shall live. Wow. You say, well, pastor, you're getting a little excited. Yes, I am. You know, I, I don't know what that new body is going to be like when I get to heaven, but I do know this. It's sure going to be this one. And the older I get, the more I understand that. Wow. 
It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be great. It's going to be glorious. But the thing is, sometimes we have to look beyond the cross. We have to look into the tomb and realize Christ not only died for us, but he rose for us. He died for our justification. He died that our sins could be removed, but he rose for our salvation that we could live for eternity with him. Wow. He has the power, he has the authority, he has the right, and he has the desire to deliver, to set free, to grant eternal life to anybody that will surrender their heart, that will surrender their will, and say, Jesus, I put all of my eggs in that basket. I trust in you, not only that you died for me, but you rose again for me, that you conquered my number one enemy, the one that I could not defeat. You defeated the devil, you defeated death, you took the devil and made an open shame of him you drug him before everybody put your foot on his neck and said I am victorious over death and hell and the grave and I will give you that same power and authority for when that trumpet sounds there's nothing that can hold the child of God in that grave nothing will keep you down nothing can bind you and I will say this that that the same spirit which dwelled in Christ When it dwells in you, when that trumpet sounds, you will come out of the grave. I'm going to say that again. (laughs) You will come out of the grave. Is it it your goodness? Okay, we're going to pretend like we're a church here, okay? And I'm going to say something, you're going to give me a response because this is going to be great. All right, you ready? Yeah. Is it your goodness? No. Is it your is it your your power? No. Well, is it Christ? Yeah. Is it Christ that, that is is sinless? Is it Christ that defeated the devil? Is it Christ that gives us hope and promise? And and I will I will promise you this. Everything in this life will not go the way you want it to go. There are going to be some tragedies. There are going to be some ups and downs. There's going to be great times and there's going to be bad times. The Bible says that the rain falls on the just and the unjust. It just happens in this life. If you're living for this life only, you are really sad and miserable. And I will pray for you. Because I like this life. I enjoy this life. I'm not wanting to get out of this life just yet. But if my whole hope was here, man, I would be a miserable guy. But my hope is not here. My hope is there. And I have that hope because Christ conquered death. Man, we forget that sometimes. Sometimes we just look at the cross and say, thank you, Jesus, for dying for my sins. But do you realize if he would have never risen, we would have no hope? It's the resurrection from the dead that gives us life and hope and promise, not only in this life, but in the one to come. Wow, I love him. Don't you? Man, if you're here today, I'm going to ask our praise team to come because I'm ready to go hunt Easter eggs. And I don't care what Sam said. I'm going to go hunt Easter eggs. I need some. Wow, if you're here today, and maybe maybe your relationship with God, I don't know why I'm saying that, but I I just feel it in my spirit. If your relationship with God is just not where it used to be, you know what? Don't, Don't dwell on what used to be. Dwell on today, right now, right here. You know, the the amazing thing about Christ is Scripture says when we come to Him and we and we say, Lord, we're here 
when we ask him to forgive us, he forgives us and he forgets. The only time we, that we remember is when we bring it up. You know, and all the things that I have done before I met the Lord, after I've met the Lord, he has never brought anything up to me. Because he pardons, he cleanses, he sets free. I don't know what your perspective of God is, but here, here's my perspective. My perspective of God is, is that he loves us, and I don't know why he loves us. The scripture doesn't say why he loves us. It just says God so loved the world, that God so loved you, God so loved me, that Christ came, Christ died, Christ rose again, and Christ gives us, all of us, the opportunity to have eternal life, to have joy and satisfaction and happiness throughout eternity, that we get to worship the Creator, that we get to see Him, that we get to walk in places where humans dare to even think of, wow, and He's given this all to us because He loves us. If you're here today and you think you've done too much or, or gone too far for, for the love of God to reach you, I, I'm going to challenge you on that. I'm going to tell you that the love of God is greater than anything that you can ever imagine, that the love of God is right here, right now, today, and the love of God is wanting to reach into your heart and just simply say, Lord, here I am. I am ready to serve you, and I will promise you, before you can get the words out of your mouth, he will be right there with you. Would you stand with me?